We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's switch over to defense, Ryan. Just overall, talk to me about what your grade is for the Notre Dame defense, and you look at the two-year grade together and what you like about this group. Yeah, I mean, I, I gave it an A- minus as a whole from the defensive perspective, and I think that when you look at it from a 2023 perspective, there's going to be a conversation that needs to happen about the defensive line specifically and the safeties as far as – because I, I feel like we may have a slight difference of opinion on the safeties, but we'll get to there obviously. But like for the defensive line, for for uh, for example, a lot of high ceilings, but there's some floors that kind of make you worry a little bit, right? But I think for me, man, the linebackers over the last two years, it's hard to find a better two-year haul in the entire country, right? They've gotten longer, more athletic on the second level. Cornerback recruiting has been fantastic, and but there's been some questions as far as from a safety group as far as the depth that you've gotten the last two classes specifically about what you did in the 2022 recruiting class and then the defensive line I feel like you've gotten a lot of really talented power-based players up front and you're starting to get longer you're starting to get bigger but I think you are still missing on those true viper types over the last two years which I think it makes it a little bit of an incomplete class so the positives by far is that all three levels, even with shortcomings that we'll talk about at a couple different positions defensively, you have gotten longer and you've gotten more athletic on all three levels. Those things are absolutely there. But there are some things from floor perspectives and numbers perspectives that gives me pause because the margin for error is a little bit smaller and it's going to put a big onus on the development and coaching side of the conversation. And there's going to be a lot of players that are going to be massive rewards or potential failures, right, as far as their development is concerned. So I think that there's some question marks, Brian, for me from a depth at a couple spots and from a floor perspective. 
But I don't think there's any doubt that it's still an excellent two-year hole, in my opinion, because the main thing that Marcus Freeman wanted to get done when he became the defensive coordinator of Notre Dame and now transitioned to head coach is he wanted to get longer, more athletic, and explosive on all three levels. And I don't think there's any question that when you look compare the 2022 and 2023 classes together, teams are going to start to look at Notre Dame and be like, man, they're all just long athletic dudes. Like, where are these right. guys coming from? And I think right. that that was a thing that was needed at Notre Dame. And I think it's a thing that has gotten accomplished over the last two years. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Ryan, I, I agree with almost everything you said. I actually I agree mm-hmm. with everything you said. Here's the thing. The concerns yep. you have are the same ones I have. I just think they're more impactful, which is why I go down to a B plus. So keep in mind, B plus means you're a top 10 to 15 group. And I think this group is closer to the 10 side. I think the things that you hit on that to me that are absolutely on point are the fact that this is a group that to me is it's, you have too many projects at a very key position, which is the defensive line. It, now kids whose talent I love, but projects and and that's something that just brings this grade down a little bit for me is that right there uh i just it's such an important position that i can't give them an a minus when i look around the country and i'm watching other teams that are competing for championships signing guys like ohio state's you know numbers wise but they're getting the jason moores and some of those guys that are 
that are more ready to make ready-made guys. Georgia's doing that. Um, Alabama's doing that. I think that projectableness at that position combined with the complete disaster that was safety recruiting in 2022, that is what brings it down for me. But it's still a top 10 class. But top 10 doesn't get you an A or an A- minus for me. It's right mm. on the cusp. So we are very, very close. And our concern yeah. is the same exact concern. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like earlier, Ryan, when we were looking at quarterback, we yeah. had the same concern. Uh, running back, we had the same concern. It, for you, just caused you to bring the grade down a little bit more than I brought it down. That's how I feel about the defense overall. We have the same view of it. It's just, to me, it's more impactful because it's the defensive line. And and if it was linebacker, it'd be a different story because if you had an A defensive line and then like a, a B linebacker group that's got some low floors but really high ceilings, I'm good because the great defensive line can make up for that and it makes that group better. There is no safe protecting a defensive line that doesn't pan out. Right. You, you just there's no there's no hiding that. You can hide safeties. Mm-hmm. You can hide linebackers. You can even to a degree hide some corners. Can't hide a defensive line that's not good enough. Um, but the talent of this group is really impressive over two years. And so people know we are looking at the kids. The one thing we do when we look at the roster. And as far as we say, hey, we're not going to impact where guys are from a standpoint of how they played. We are, however, looking at it from where they're playing mm-hmm. and the position they're playing, in my opinion, now. So like Josh Burnham, we're counting as a as a defensive lineman. I left yep. Junior Chialamaka at linebacker because he's saying he looks like Viper, but there's still some uncertainty from what I understand. So for now, we'll look at him at linebacker, but he could be thrown into the defensive line mix as well. But Josh mm-hmm. Burnham, we're counting as a Viper in this class. So he, when we talk right. about the defensive line, he'll be part of that. Uh, and, and we would have we counted Jaden Bellamy as a safety, even though last year he was considered a corner. Just so people kind of understand what we're looking at on that. Yeah. Let's move to the defensive line, Ryan, and just kind of mm-hmm. talk about this group because this is really, this is really a group that uh, for me was hard to grade. I went B plus, and the reason yeah. I went B plus is, and and I think that this is a group where. I think fans in the chat could argue with us on this and say it should even be a lower grade because mm-hmm. there is so much projectability here. But yeah. the thing about it is there is so much talent in this group. I mean, you look at last year, yes. Josh Burnham's a five-star upside. Even as a defensive end, I mean, we wrote about the fact he may outgrow linebacker last year. Right. You know, you you look at that. He's long. He's athletic. He's twitchy. He's an incredibly, incredibly talented player. Tyson Ford, a raw kid, but incredibly talented. Uh, same thing with um, Aiden Gobira, very raw player, needs to build up his body, but a very high ceiling kid. And then you have Donovan Heinish, who is not the physical presence that these other guys have, uh, you know, and he's a guy that brings a great motor, great athleticism. I'm looking at my 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 grade for my film analysis from Josh Burnham last year when Notre Dame signed him, this is my first paragraph of the film analysis. So the first thing that jumps out about Burnham is frame and length. Listed at 6'4", 215 pounds, Burnham possesses an excellent frame that will allow him to fill out quite a bit. Right now I project Burnham as an inside linebacker, and while I don't see it happening, it happened quickly, it wouldn't shock me if he outgrew linebacker ended up coming off the edge. Well, it happened a lot faster than, than I thought. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and Because and, the tools are there. 
And so when I valued him as a top 100 guy, part of that was the fact that this kid could easily move to the edge and play there. He's a top 100 guy. Tyson Ford was a top 100 guy. Aiden Gobira had top 100 upside. Uh, you're looking at this year's class. Bubakar Traore might have a higher ceiling than anybody that they've signed in the last two classes. Uh, mm-hmm. Devin Houston's a kid that I love. He's probably has the highest floor of everybody they've signed the last two years. Uh, it's ironic, but I think the two highest floors might be him and Donovan Heinish. I mean, it's just floors, right? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you have Armel Mukum. So the, the issue with this class is this: there's just so many – there's just so many floor issues. Brennan Vernon's another one. I think you nailed this on signing, or was it yesterday or signing day when you said, I think there's Brennan Vernon is one of the kids where there's the biggest misconception that anybody that, of anybody in this class, because there's yeah. this perception, because he looks like he's 30 years old. I mean, Brennan <laughs> Vernon looks like he's an eight year NFL vet physically, he does. you know? And when he shaved his hair, he looked even older. When he grows his beard out and shaved his head, he looked like a 30 year old. Like you're like, Hey, is, who interviewed whose dad is that? You know what I mean? Like, is that a dad of one of the kids that signed or something like that? Looks like a grown man, but his game is and his body still very raw, which is mm-hmm. exciting. It's a good thing, but it also means he's not a plug and play guy right away necessarily. Now, he may get there by the time the season starts, but on signing day, he's not there yet. And I think that's the thing for me, Ryan, is if I'm just going talent, this is an A group. I mean, it is a high A group. I mean, yeah. There is Burnham. Uh, I, I, let me let me just check this just to be sure, Ryan, because I I, I want to make sure that I'm not saying something that's that's inaccurate here. But I'm pretty sure that three of the four defensive linemen from last year's class I gave five star upside grades to. So I gave Burnham a five star upside grade. I gave Tyson Ford a five star upside grade, and I gave Aiden Gobira. Yes, I gave all three of those guys five star upside grades, and then I gave uh, two five star upside grades in this year's class. Treori and uh, Brennan Vernon. Devin mm-hmm. Houston and Armo Mukum are both four-and-a-half-star upside grades. I love their upside. That's five five-star upside defensive linemen in two years. That's yep. outstanding. The problem, however, is there's a ways to go for all of them between where they are now and that five-star upside, and that's what dragged the grade down to a B-plus for me. Yeah, and I, I feel like another thing, too, Brian, is that there's not – so I feel like Notre Dame got a lot of the same type of player over the last two classes. You Especially know, there's a year. lot. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of big ends in this class that could potentially be three techniques. Like I think that there is a legitimate world where Brendan Vernon is a three technique down the line if he doesn't, you know, because I think he could outgrow or it knows. very early. Yeah, or, or knows. knows. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think you look at him, Devin Houston, or power base players where Devin Houston is most certainly going to end up inside. But even when you combine guys like Tyson Ford is a similar conversation. Armel Mukum's a similar conversation. Bubakar Traore, because they're right now they're more big ends than anything right now. And a couple of those guys obviously will move inside eventually. But the problem I come back to is that Joshua Burnham might save the Viper position from a depth perspective. Because, I mean, you were potentially sitting at – if Aiden Gabira isn't the, a you know a big time producer and viper down the line, then you really need to figure something out in 2024, which you still do need to do that because it's still you still need to kind of continue to stock that position. But there's just so many question marks for me that really tampers down my expectations for what I 
I mean, again, I, I think that this is a really exciting combination of players when you're talking about the talent they have. I mean, there are several 80-inch wingspans in this conversation, right? There's several big-time strong side defensive ends, big ends in this conversation. There are several guys that could be potential dominant players as penetration styles, interior defensive linemen. There is, but there's not really a lot of high floors to your points, right? Like you mentioned, Devin Houston has a decent floor in this two-year haul. Donovan Heinish might have a decent floor because he maybe just doesn't have quite the ceiling of the other guys. But there's a, I mean, you need to hit on a couple of these really toolsy defensive ends. That body may still be growing and floors are not potentially as high as you would like, right? Like there is a, mm-hmm. there's a reality where Brandon Vernon, Bubakor Traore, Armel Mukum, all are solid players, but never reach their ceiling, right? Like that, yeah. that, that is, that's a possible thing. But the other possibility is that they all hit their ceiling and then you're like, that's an embarrassment of riches. Right. But there's just so much variance right now in this class right. between the ceilings and the floor that I look at and say, I'm a little nervous, right? Yeah. If you don't have great coaching and great development, then this could be a problem. And then it's go. also a problem because you don't have a ton of true Viper types in this class. You have a lot of the or last two cycles. You have a lot of the same type of guy. So unless Burnham and Gobira become a star-studded pairing, or at least a very good pairing, then you're left 2024. You got to get a couple Vipers, man. Right. You got it. You got to figure it out, or else you just are kind of doomed with the same type of profile for a lot of different guys. I feel like moving Josh Burnham was because of Josh Burnham. Like he yes. just got so big so fast, and like good mm-hmm. big. Like you and I saw him. He is not putting on bad weight at all. He's just <laughs> filling out really fast. Yes, but I feel like moving Junior to Alamaka was more of a reaction to your issues at that position than mm-hmm. a gee, his skill set fits that position great. That yeah. to me is a bit of a panic move, a little bit more so mm-hmm. than anything else. And that's not where you want to be. You want to move a guy because, dude, I think this guy could be a dude there, not because crap, we're running low on numbers and and you know and, and low floors and not enough high ceilings. Now you're hurting your so you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, so to speak, right? The old as the old expression goes, and that's my concern there. Here, here's the other thing. Two things I want to talk about. One is a concern. One is a we'll see because this could change the grade. My here's the big elephant in the room for me. If Mike Elson was still the defensive line coach, I'd my grade would be different. Flat out, it would. Because I know that Mike Elson is going to get them at least to a certain level. Al Washington did not show me that this year at all. Now, it's just one year, right? And I want to give a guy a chance because what we, what do we say about other coaches? Like, let them get to year two when they know the kids better and they know the, they know what gets to kids and how to impact kids. It takes some time to learn how to reach every single kid in your room, especially a position like defensive line where there's a lot of kids in the room. Dylan McCall had five kids to worry about. Tommy Reese had four or five kids to worry about. That's a whole lot different than when you've got 18 or 15, 16 guys. And so I want to give Coach Washington another year to show me something, but I also have to be honest and objective to say I was not impressed by the job he did. You saw too many guys regress this year and not enough guys make jumps this year for me. to like Even even Gabriel Rubio started playing more and playing better, but he wasn't as good as I think he should be by year two. Just isn't. Mm -hmm. And so that's a concern for me. And if I felt better about the development at Notre Dame, my opinion would change about this. Because, like, I look at guys like – there's a lot of these type of guys on the offensive line, but why are we not concerned about them? Because we know that Harry Heaston is going to get these kids coached up and ready to play. He has a proven track record of doing that. Al Washington doesn't. 
and that's a concern for me a little bit. Right. So that's that's my concern, Ryan. And I'm I'm quickly curious. I mean, do you have any difference of opinion on that? I mean, is that a concern that you share as well? Did that factor yeah. into your thought process here as well? I, I said that in the article that came out today, Brian, about the defensive line for 2023 potentially being the make it or break it for this class. Because I think that when you look at it, it's a coach's dream in the sense that there's all the talent in the world to work oh, yeah. with. But it's also a program's nightmare in the sense that if your development and coaching is not up to par in a position, then you're in trouble. Then you're absolutely in trouble because the floors are just not there, right? Like if Keon Keeley was in the class, for instance, for Notre Dame in 2023, right? It's like, okay, a couple of those guys don't pan out. It stinks, not as good as it could have been, but you still got Keon Keeley. Sure. Or even if you had a Jason Moore. Exactly. You know, he's he's similar in style to those other guys, but he's a dude that you're like that guy's going to walk on campus, and you can't screw him up. Like, no. You, no. there's no way to screw that kid up as a coach. Like, no. he just he's just going to be a dude because he's there yet. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. These other kids are not that. Here's the other question yes. I have for you, Ryan. Yeah, because we gotta we gotta try to get through these last couple positions because I know you're on a bit of a time crunch here. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's the other thought though. Yep. Marcus Freeman was a big believer in the three three five. Yes. And there are versions of that I like and versions I don't, just like there's versions of the 425 I like and some I don't. Here's the thing. If you were to tell me that Notre Dame is going to switch to a 335, then what I would say is they recruit then I'll be honest, my grade goes up. Because they recruited a bunch of three-down linemen. They recruited a lot Thanks. of those. See, like now Brennan Vernon and and Armel Mookum and um, like if they're all big ends, then basically Tyson Ford, Brendan Vernon, um, Armo Mukum, and Brubakar Trey are all the same dude. They play mm-hmm. one position. Maybe right. a couple of them grow into three techniques. But if you're in a 3-3-5, three, three, they play two positions. Uh-huh. And you're now balancing these kids at two positions. Where now Armo Mukum, or excuse me, Bubakar and Brendan Vernon aren't, and Tyson Ford aren't competing for one position. They're competing for two. And then now Josh Burnham becomes that hybrid piece that, and I'll give the staff credit. Marcus Freeman, I think, wants to be there, but Foskey's not that dude. Foskey can drop into coverage as a zone-dropping defensive end. We saw him do that this year. He's not a guy you want off the ball playing around. That's just, he's just, that's, they tried doing that last year. It didn't work. That's not who he is. He can zone drop as a outside linebacker-ish defensive end and he I mean we saw that against Syracuse when he like twice ran on wheel routes back to back against Sean Tucker and was like dude you're not outrunning me you know what I mean like <laughs> I hate to break a team but you're not outrunning me cuz so like to me that's impactful that they they do have now I don't know if this is intentional or just kind of mm-hmm. how it went mm-hmm. but even Keon when it's all said and done could be a elite rushing three, three, three guy, in my opinion, in, in two different roles, he could play some three, he can play some of that, that, that edge group, but this group incredibly fits that well, because then you could have Josh Burnham be sort of one of the three linebackers. And then he can line up on the edge on one snap and be a, you know, a, a, a Darian Beaver on another snap. Right. I mean, he's a, he's a Sam linebacker at that yes, point. Right. Right. Who yeah. can also line up and come off the edge. Like, so to me, yeah. if I knew that that's what they wanted to transition to my grade goes up for the defensive line, it's because I think a lot of these kids fit that defense really well, where some of these guys, you got to pump up a little bit to get them three techniques. 
You got to add mm-hmm. some weight to Tyson Ford to get him to three technique. You got to add some weight to Armel Mukum and Bubakar Char to get him to three technique. You don't have to add as much to have them be five techniques. Agree or disagree. And it also Agreed. adds more versatility to Devin Houston and Brendan Vernon because they can be a nose, they can be a five technique, they can be strong side, weak side, all that kind of stuff. That now would say last year you didn't have the personnel to run that defense. This year and moving forward with this group, with Riley Mills, with Nana, even in 2023, your mm-hmm. roster looks a lot more with Jordan, with your Viper now being Batelho and Burnham and, and, um, to Alamaka, Gabayro would probably stay as more of an edge guy. But with those mm-hmm. three guys as sort of your your viper, even Justin Adamiola, who's lined up at Mike at times, those kids mm-hmm. all now fit more of a 3-3 Darren Beavers role, more so than a pure Isaiah Foskey role. So now your personnel looks a little bit different, where it could fit what Marcus Freeman ultimately wanted to do, that's something I've been thinking a lot about lately, Ryan. And somebody in the chat brought that up. Berkshire Yank brought that up. And and I wrote about this in the article we did about um, that you and I wrote together about Braden Fisk mm-hmm. and why he'd be such an impact transfer because he can play three technique on one snap and then on the very next snap go out and play five technique. And then you don't – because here's the thing about it. If you got Burnham as your Viper in a 3-3-5, mm-hmm. you can go from 4-2-5 to 3-3 – in a second without change of personnel. Sure. That's hard to do. Yeah. And to me, that like Beavers couldn't do that. Beavers could be a really good Sam, but he wasn't the guy that to me you put on the edge and rush the quarterback. They had to substitute to get to a four down look. They'd bring in that other kid. I'm trying to remember his name of that other defensive edge player that Cincinnati would bring in that year. Uh, and I can't remember his name. I'm I'm gonna look it up now because it's gonna bother me. But Cincinnati had to substitute to get into that look. Like when they played Georgia, for example, in the bowl game, Ryan. Mm-hmm. They had to they they literally had to change personnel to to be able to play there. If Josh Burnham is your viper, you don't have to do that. You can just play more four down yep. and you're good to go. And I think that's the that's the kind that's the aspect of this that I that I really like. Ethan Tucky, that's who it was. Tucky, um yeah. uh, that's what I like about what this group could be if they are but see again, I don't I don't know that they're doing that, so I can't affect I can't have the grade reflect that. I have to reflect what we know that they've run. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It would make a lot more sense if that's what they were doing, right? When you think about it, because I mean, Notre Dame literally just took three players in 2023 that are the same type of player from a, you know, they're big ends, they're strong side defensive ends, they're guys that you know are power based rushers. So if they are trying to load up on length, which 
I mean, Brian, if I'm talking about one thing that they did in 2024, I mean, 2023, excuse me, they got a lot of length, man. I mean, who's the who's the guy with the least amount of length? Devin Houston? Like, right. <laughs> it's insane, man. And what do you need when you play a three-man That is kind of nuts. <laughs> it's nuts, man. It's absolutely nuts. I mean, then you ter- you combine that with getting guys like Gobira and Joshua Burnham and Tyson Ford last year. Like, that is some crazy length that you've gotten over the last few years. But the reason I say that is because in order to place a lot of three-man, three-man, you got you can have guys that have some different body types at times, but the thing that is pretty consistent across the board, you usually have a lot of length. Usually. That's a, a consistent thing. So being able to get that type of length, it could be setting up for that. I mean, I wouldn't put it out of, out of the realm of possibility, and it makes a lot of sense that why a guy like a Joshua Burnham, who is – a linebacker by trade, sort of, but has now kind of outgrown the position to be a little bit more of an on-ball guy, but still has the athletic traits to work in space a little bit to be a hybrid-type player, would fit perfectly into that 3-3 alignments where you could quickly substitute and get him up on the line of scrimmage and become a 4-2-5 adjustment. So I don't know if that's what they're doing, to your point, mm-hmm. but if it is what they're doing, I kind of like it. Yeah, I do. I, I do kind of like it. Like if that's their master yes. plan, I'm like, yes. all right, I can get there. Yeah, I can get there with that because they have the body types moving forward. Because Notre Dame hasn't had that over the last right. few years. They haven't. They haven't had that type of length up front where they could legitimately play a three man. I mean, like that's what they were doing. I mean, I know they were more of a three four alignment in the early two, 2010s when they had like Stefan Tuitt and those guys. But they really haven't played, you know, a ton of three down in recent years. They've been more, right. much more of a four down team. They tried it in twenty twenty one, and it just didn't work because Foskey right. just wasn't. Foskey so, wasn't a, so a three down lineman, and he wasn't a yes. three down linebacker. He's a and four, so he's wisely a late in the year they used him a lot more as a pure end, and this year they did that. That's called coaching to your talent. That is an area yes. where they've done well with that. Mm-hmm. That is an area where they've done well with that. But and that that is and I, I would give kind of a, a slow clap and a nice little golf clap to Marcus Freeman in that realm, to your point, Brian, because don't force your best assets right. into do into a defense that doesn't make sense for them, right? Make right. sure you I was like people always ask defensive coordinators this and Defensive coordinators lie to a degree. They'll always ask them, like, what do you want to do defensively? And, and you know, the cliche answer is whatever my, best fits my players. Bull crap. And no yes. coach truly believes that. Every <laughs> exactly. coach has something he'd like to do. 100%. Now, the great coaches will be open to that, but you got to yep. recruit to something. Yes. There is a base defense that every defensive mind loves, right? If There's you're that, saying that in year one. five, Ryan, you need to find a new job. Exactly. You, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, nope. That's yep. what you say in year one and two when you take over your system. Like, Mark, then you recruit to what you want to do. Yes. And and that's, you don't have the yeah. you don't have the guys to play the defense that you want to play. But how you fix that is now you recruit to get to that point, right? A little bit of foresight into making that switch. So if that is where they're heading, I applaud them because I think yeah. it makes sense, and the guys that they're bringing in certainly fit the profile.